Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. On today's episode of Murder Monday, we dive into the odd and suspicious death of Charles C. Morgan. But first, a word from our sponsor. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, just search True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. And as always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Without further ado, let's dive into the suspicious death of Charles C. Morgan. On March 22nd, 1977, Charles Morgan, 29-year-old escrow agent in Tucson, Arizona, went missing after leaving his home, seemingly abducted on the way to his escrow company. Three days later, at 2 a.m., he finally returned home. His wife, Ruth Morgan, reported that he had a plastic handcuff around one ankle and handcuffs around his hands. He pointed to indicate that he couldn't speak. Ruth gave him a pen and paper and wrote that there was a hallucinogenic drug in his throat that could destroy his nervous system. Ruth wanted to call the police or get in contact with a physician, but Charles told her not to and said it would put their family in danger. Ruth resigned to nursing him back to health, after which he told her that for the past two or three years, he had been working as a secret agent for the Treasury Department. He claimed his abductors took his Treasury ID, giving her no more details. On July 5, 1865, the U.S. Secret Service was formed, formed to catch counterfeiters. In 1867, the mission of the Secret Service broadened to detecting persons perpetrating frauds against the government. It was the it was part of the Department of Treasury until 2003 and is now part of the Department of Homeland Security. Two months after Charles' disappearance, he was reported missing again. After nine days, Ruth receives a phone call. An unidentified woman tells Ruth, quote, Chuck is all right. Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8. And hangs up. Two days later, on June 18th, his body is discovered lying 40 miles west of Tucson, near his Mercury Cougar. Charles C. Morgan had been shot in the back of the head by his own gun, a three fifty seven caliber Magnum revolver. He was found wearing a bulletproof vest that he reportedly had been wearing after his first appearance. Disappearance, excuse me. A belt buckle that concealed a knife and a holster. 
A pair of sunglasses found at the scene were not his. Pima County Sheriff investigators searched his car and found several weapons and a cache of ammunition. The car had been re- reportedly altered so that it could be unloaded or unlocked from the fender. On the rear seat of the car, Morgan's tooth was discovered, wrapped up in a white handkerchief, and yet, that isn't the strangest thing investigators found at the scene. Bizarrely, there was also an item pinned to Morgan's underwear, a $2 bill with seven Spanish surnames and a map of the border area. The map led to the town's Robles Junction in San City, an area between Tucson and Mexico. Those towns had a reputation for smuggling at the time, a fact that will become important later. Above the list of the surnames was the note Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12, and arrows pointing to numbers 1 and 8 within the bill's serial number. Some of the writings on the bill had alleged Masonic references. Charles also had a piece of paper with directions to the site where he was found. The directions were in his handwriting. Medical investigators say he had been dead for only 12 hours when he was found. Strangely, there were no fingerprints found at the scene, not even on the gun. On Morgan's hand, they found gunpowder. It is likely for this reason the sheriff's department labeled it a suicide. For years, that seemed to be the end of the Charles C. Morgan case, a supposed suicide with twisted clues that seemed to suggest otherwise. And before we dive into the theories, go ahead and leave us a comment in the comment section below. What do you think is happening to, or happened to Charles C. Morgan? Was it a suicide, or was there something else? And do you believe he was a agent for the Treasury Department? Let us know. And of course, hit that subscribe button, bell notification button to be notified of our next episode. So our first main theory is Morgan's death was in fact a suicide. There was gunpowder on his hand, and the gun used was his own, yet Morgan was right-handed, and the gunpowder residue was on his left hand. It doesn't make sense for him to use his left hand to shoot himself in the back of the head, let alone use such an awkward position to kill himself. Furthermore, the crime scene suggests the presence of someone else, such as Morgan's tooth, the pair of sunglasses that didn't belong to him, and the bizarre $2 bill. Our next theory is Morgan was killed due to being in the Secret Service. It should be noted that Morgan was not definitively in the Secret Service, but if he was, as he said to his wife, it's possible that this led to his murder. Morgan allegedly had... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've done escrow work for organized crime families. Shortly before his death, Morgan had also testified in a secret state investigation on illegal activity on both sides of the Arizona-Mexico border. He was a reluctant witness for the Arizona Attorney General's office in the questioning of a now-closed Tucson bank. Was Morgan alluding to this case when he told his wife he had been undercover with the Treasury Department? 
One of Morgan's daughters, Megan, stated, quote, My father had a lot of information about people here in Tucson that could have been very detrimental. There was a lot of information about politicians, people who are still alive that work in the government. He had that information, and they wanted to silence him. Another theory. Morgan was murdered due to other illicit activities. Two days after Morgan's death, a woman who called herself Green Eyes called the Pima County Sheriff's Department and claimed to be the same woman who had contacted Morgan's wife before. Green Eyes said that she had met Morgan in a motel before he died. Pima County Sheriff's Department had confirmed that Morgan had been staying in a West Side motel for over a week before he was shot. Green Eyes said that Charles showed her a briefcase full of thousands in cash, which he claimed was to buy him out of a contract that the mob put on his life. Following her husband's death, Ruth had a visit from two men claiming to be the FBI. She said that they flashed their identification quickly and tore the house apart and left. But she never learned what they were looking for or if they found it. Almost 13 years after his death on February 7th, 1990, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries covering the Charles C. Morgan case aired. This sparked a flux of incoming calls that helped Don Devereaux, a journalist for Unsolved Mysteries, Piece together that Morgan had been involved in money laundering, large transactions with gold and platinum that would occur regularly between 1973 and his death in 1977. Morgan was dealing with upwards of a billion dollars worth of gold alone. There were also perhaps undercover CIA agents involved, most likely to pocket money for themselves. Allegedly exiled Vietnamese government officials were involved as well as people from the Department of Defense. Morgan was also linked to a money laundering scheme with fraudulent real estate, and one of Morgan's clients was a mafia crew centered around Joseph Bonanno. Ivero also found that Morgan kept copies of all the illicit transactions made, thinking they could save him in the future. Were these paper trails of illegal transactions the reason why Morgan was killed? Perhaps leading credence to the idea that Morgan was silenced a similar crime occurred around the airing of the Unsolved Mysteries episode that exposed m- most of Morgan's crime- criminal activity. On May 14, 1990, at 11 p.m., Phoenix, Arizona resident Doug Johnston left for his night shift at a computer graphics company. He was found dead an hour later in his company's parking lot, slumped in the front seat of his car, having been shot once behind the left ear. It was determined that the gun had been at least 12 inches away from Doug when it went off. Like Morgan, authorities believe that Doug committed suicide. However, Doug was right-handed, and the bullet was behind the left ear. No gun or gun residue was found at the scene of the crime. Twenty-five caliber bullet casing was found. The medical examiner said that the shot could have been self-inflicted or the work of someone else. Doug's widow said he would have never committed suicide. Curiously, Don Devereaux, the journalist who previously investigated Charles Morgan's case for Unsolved Mysteries, lived across the street from the site where Doug Johnston was found. Another interesting shared aspect between the two, Johnston's car, a Toyota station wagon, was very similar to Devereaux's. Around this time, Devereaux had a conversation with another journalist who had received a warning from the CIA. The journalist learned from a trusted CIA source that the killing of Doug Johnston was a botched job and that the bullet was meant for Devereaux. This CIA authority had also claimed that there were contracts out for Devereaux's death. 
These threats may have occurred because of Devereux looking into the death of Charles Morgan. Further backing up the idea that people looking into Morgan were being silenced, a writer from Washington, D.C. named Don Casaluro had reached out to Devereux asking for information on Morgan's gold transactions. Before Devereux could send the information, Dan was found dead in a hotel room in the bathtub with his wrist cut deeply approximately a dozen times. Police ruled it a suicide. Dan's brother, a doctor, said that Dan was so squeamish he would barely let his brother prick his finger for any blood work, which does not add up with Dan Kessler's method of suicide. Devereux believes that the same people involved in 1970s activities are still out there. They perhaps silenced Morgan and writer Dan Casalero and perhaps tried and failed to silence Devereux. Let us know your thoughts on this case in the comments section below. What do you think really happened? Give us your take and keep the conversation going in the comments section below. As always, if you want to support the channel, you can go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to uh, pay them, and of course, take this show on the road because we would love to be able to live stream from true crime locations like the OJ Simpson neighborhood or crime scenes on the East Coast, or perhaps take a trip to across the pond for some Jack the Ripper content. And you can help make that happen. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget to find us on Good Pods. Leave us a review. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.